Good morning. morning. Today is, is no. November the 28th. You like the year of our Lord 2023. This is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. Congratulations for being here. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus It's time to break some holy bread Grab your coffee and your Bible Good morning once again. Here we go. Hey, it's a good morning. Guess what happened today? What happened today? Messianic Mountain Soul was released on all kinds of platforms. All the platforms. Yeah, Spotify, YouTube Music, uh, Amazon, iTunes. Everything. But that's not what we're going to sing.
Well, you see, that's the thing about being live. Sometimes you just mess up. Yeah. What are the real lyrics, Mama? D different key, different lyrics. Mess me up. <laughs> um, uh, no, is, uh, I did the uh, wrong. I did the second verse during the first verse. No. I did the second half of the. Mm -mm. Yeah, I did. Did the second half no. of the second second half of the second verse in the. Second in the half second half of the, half of the first verse. verse. The first verse. Exactly. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I did, Mama. We'll go over it in a minute. Hi, guys. Welcome to our kitchen. Good morning. Are you cold? Is it cold where you are? Good morning, Diane. Brother Charles. Ah, uh, let's see. Brother Bob. Hey, brother. Let's see here. Let me see who all's on there. Danny Smith. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Peggy. All right, Diana, you're, you're Una. Love you, sister. Thank you for your blessings. Um, so, it is a good Tuesday morning. It is cold here in Defeated Creek, Tennessee. Very cold. Everything is frozen here. It's not frozen up inside here because I've got a wood fire going, right? But it is a frosty. Diana says it's 23 degrees where she's at. Good morning, Rhonda. Good morning. Kathy, 26 where you're at, huh? Yeah. Just all of a sudden, boom, and it's winter. <laughs> Boy, it's been a big weekend this weekend. I mean, a huge weekend. I wanted to apologize. Probably some of you guys were looking for us Saturday. Uh, we did go live Saturday. We thought, uh, Michael said we were alive, uh, but then when we got to the end and then I started looking at it, to, I was going to comment and see what you guys said, I uh, realized it never went live. So uh, we sorry about that, but hey, neither service was live this weekend, but we love you guys and uh, well, we, were we were live, but the service wasn't. Well, our Bible study uh, is going back now. We're in Proverbs chapter 25, Proverbs chapter 25, and uh, we ended with verse 12 last week, uh, and verse 12 was talking about the obedient ear and how how pleasant obedient an obedient ear is, and that's, that's where we ended, and that brings us to verse 13. So today's Bible study starts with verse 13. If you're ready, we'll dive in. Let's just say a quick prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you just be with us this morning and help us? Lord, uh, speak to us through your Proverbs. Uh, enlighten our souls to your wisdom. In Jesus, Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Now, as we said last week, chapter 25 says, well, as we got into chapter 25, these also are Proverbs of Solomon. And it was when King Hezekiah was, they, they discovered more of his writings, more of his sayings. And uh, King Hezekiah collected them and he had them uh, copied and brought them out. And so these are extra Proverbs and, and we thank God for these. Another thing that I've tried to do is really show, uh, I've asked the Holy Spirit to help me quicken my spirit when something that we're reading in the Proverbs really goes along with the teaching of 
the Lord Jesus uh, because many, many, many of them do. So verse 13 says, like the code of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Now I believe the thought here is uh, the code of snow in the time of harvest would be uh, time of harvest would lend to when they're bringing in the crops, you know, later in the year and like the code of snow, you'd say, well, why would code of snow be good? I think he's talking about being able to melt snow and, and uh, drink of it as, and refreshing the soul. I believe that's what it's talking about here. Uh, I just bought a $2 bottle of water at Walmart last week and it was really good but it was ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous it was very good water but it said it was melted snow from the Alps and uh, it was very refreshing it was very good well just imagine what it would be like you know to have that fresh crisp drink of water you know and the refreshing of the soul that's what a faithful messenger is like to the one who sends him. Faithful messenger means you can trust him. You give him a message to send. Remember, they did not have telephones. They didn't have internet. They didn't have ways of communication like we do. And actually, I mean, we had a telephone when I was young, and telephones have been around in the homes for a long, long time. Uh, my mom, I, I can remember my mom when we, uh, we got a long cord, and I remember she would talk to people. And we had a she had a phone cord that would reach basically anywhere in the house. Yeah, you I remember those I, times? I remember yours. <laughs> you remember mom's? Yeah. Mama was and, so, low, and she'd be running around the kitchen, <laughs> and she'd get herself all wound she'd up. She'd get wound up in that thing. She'd be cooking while she's talking. Jenny, so if you watch this, I know you don't watch live, she but does. you watch later. Yeah. You watch about every day, but you watch later. Uh, she'd be talking to you. I remember mom be talking to you. That's good memories. She'd be cooking and talking to Jenny on the phone and get wrapped up in the phone cord. It's different now. All, you know, it's all wireless now. But uh, back in this day, you would have, have to have a faithful messenger. We would say, you know, uh, one that would carry the message and you could trust him. He's like a refreshing of the soul of his master that is sending him. You can trust him. The king can trust him. The general can trust him in war. That's the thought. Faithful messenger. Always be a faithful messenger. Amen. Don't go beyond. Don't embellish what you're told to say. We we used to do this at Bonnell when I was in supervision at Bonnell. Uh, it was a... Probably many of you have done this. I don't know, but there was this exercise that we did, and it was to show how messages change. And so you brought everybody in the room, you put them in a big circle, and you would give a distinct message to the first one. It was written out exactly every word, and then they were to relay it to the next one, and it goes around, but they were to whisper it. So he didn't say it out loud. When it goes all the way around and it gets back, and then the last one tells you what the message was. And it had always changed. Always it was different. And that, that uh, exercise was to show how that the message can change as it goes through different people. 
So we need to be faithful about what we're saying. Verse 14 says, Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like giving is like clouds and wind without rain. Now, immediately, I, what did you guys think of when you read about talking about your giving? You know, boasting about giving, talking about giving. Whereas two things will come to mind. One, the teachings of the Lord, Jesus on this, uh, in Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus teaches about giving alms. King J KJV would say giving alms, when you're giving alms. What are alms? Well, alms are not, you know, the tithe went to the temple. Uh, in the in the day, you pay you give your tithe for the ministry of the priest and for what was going on there. But alms was your charitable deeds that you gave to the poor. It was it was what you did to help the poor, right? And it says here, the Lord says, "Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them." That is to say. The Lord is always looking at our motive. It's always about motive, right? Or, or at least ninety-eight percent of the time, it's about motive. Uh, I just, I just thought about Yuza who put his hand and stabled the ark, brother Charles. Charles, I bet you thought about that. He had a good motive, but he still died. But most of the time, God looks into our heart and, and he wants the right motive for what you're doing. And if you're doing it to be seen, if you're boasting about your giving, if you're boasting about what you're giving, right, uh, we need to check that at the door. Because he says, otherwise, and I'm in chapter 6, verse 1, otherwise you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men now the immediate thought people says i've had people ask me over and over and over is it wrong then to talk about hey we're going to get get some gathering up no we're, we're talking about among followers of christ uh you know recently we had a toy drive it's like hey bring some toys hey bring some candy we're going to be giving these out or so that's not the same kind of thing. That's among believers saying, hey, we're going to have a drive or we're going to raise some extra money for this cause. That's, that's a different situation. But what Jesus is saying is don't, don't be boasting about all your charitable giving and what you're doing to be seen by men. If the heart is so people will look at you and think about how generous you are then it's not about what you're doing for the poor it's all about you is what he's saying and he says when you do it in that heart you lose your reward does that make sense assuredly i say they have their reward verse three but when you do a charitable deed he's saying followers when you go when you help somebody okay do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing right that your charitable deeds may be done in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. That is to say, Lord, I love you and I want to bless this person in your name. And you ain't got to go tell everybody what you've done, okay? Uh, 
it's a, it's a beautiful teaching, and and I, I love it that Jesus said that. And I believe, like I said, much of Jesus' teachings comes right out of the book of Proverbs. It's wisdom from Proverbs. Only the Lord, who is God in the flesh, elaborates and gives us a little more understanding, right? Here's another thing I thought of, and I bet you thought of it too. In Acts chapter 5, we have a situation. The early church was so filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, they were so filled with God that they became so radical. And you know what they did? It's, most of you know this that watch Daybreak, but some of you watching this may not. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all so fired up about God that they all went and sold their goods. They sold their houses. They sold their lands. And they got the money, and they brought the money and laid it down at the apostles' feet. And then later in the book of Acts, it was the elders and the apostles. They would divide, divide it up and, and help people with it. But they were just, they were selling their goods and they were bringing it and laying it down and saying, do, you know, help people, bless people. I'm giving up all my treasures. I'm giving up all. And uh, there was a man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, and they had some property and they went and sold it. And they brought it and laid it down. And you'll find this story, this true story, in the book of Acts chapter 5. And I think it'll run somewhere from 1 to 11. And the couple sold it and they brought it and they gave it to the people. Now, immediately in the text, you find Simon Peter saying, Why has Satan tempted your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? And then he, he says, while it was in your possession, was it not yours? In other words, nobody forced you to sell this land. Nobody forced you to do this. But when you study the story out, here's what you find out. It wasn't that, as a matter of fact, this is my opinion. I may be wrong, but my opinion is they could have sold their land for so much and said, hey, this is what we got for it. We want to donate this much to the cause. And I think that would have been fine. You know? And even after you sold it, was it not in your own hand? Couldn't you do what you wanted to with it? But they wanted people to believe that they had sold it. In other words, there was a there was a pride. Satan entered their heart, and they wanted everybody to think they had given this amount of money, and they brought it, and they said, here's what we got for it, and they lied. And you know what happened to them? Immediately, Ananias died. He fell down. And the people took his body and carried him out and buried him. Well, a little bit later, his wife, Sapphira, comes in. And Peter says, tell us, did you, did you really get this much for the land? And she said, yeah, that's what we got for it. Now, I'm, I'm putting a little of my own interpretation into it, okay? But you read the story. Yeah, that's what we got for it. He says, why, why did you agree with, basically, you've agreed with Satan, not only with Satan, but with your husband, and you guys have tried to play, uh, play a prank on God and on the church. And he says, you see these guys, they just carried your husband out because he died, and she died as well. Now, that's a very powerful scripture that will maybe cause question marks to come up in your head. But here's the reality. The stronger, this is, this is a reality that I have experienced. The stronger the presence of the Lord comes into any congregation, the more dominant the presence of the Holy Ghost is in a congregation, the more vile sin is. Mm -hmm. 
and the more dangerous sin is and the more it's revealed. Amen? And so going back to the proverb, uh, Proverb 14, so we're 14, 14, he said, look, don't be boasting about giving. It's, it's silly. It's like, it's like clouds and wind without rain. You see the cloud come up and you're like, oh, here comes a cloud. We're going to get some rain. But it has no rain. It has no rain. It's a deceiving cloud. He says, don't be, uh, don't be boastful. Don't, don't be boastful about that. So, I hope I explained that good enough. I may not have, but uh, praise the Lord. Do we have time for another? Yeah, let's go for one more here. Verse 15. By long forbearance, so 25.15, Proverbs. By long forbearance, a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks the bone. By long forbearance, a ruler is persuaded. Patience. Forbearing long means patience and enduring. And it, this seems like an oxymoron, right? What do you mean a gentle tongue breaks the bone? It, it's, you know, I, I jotted down in my scripture, you know, in my Bible. I'm one of those people that writes in my Bible. My, my wife says, I would never write in my Bible. I do. And I've got overcome evil with good. I use a highlighter sometimes. Yeah, she does use a highlighter. Uh, she just don't make notes. I make notes. I got notes all over my Bible. Overcome evil with good is what the proverb is saying. This is New Testament scripture for Christian. Overcome evil with good. Kill them with kindness is another thing we say. Uh, if your enemy is hungry, give him something to eat. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. I think that's Romans 12. The end of the chapter. By in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire over his head. You know, as much as lies within you. And this patience, forbearance, rulers are even persuaded. You can change over a period of time. You know, most commentators would bring out probably one of the best examples of this in your history that you would know would be William Wilberforce again. He's, he's an icon of... Uh, forbearance and perseverance that shifts the whole policy of the rulership on slavery, right? Just staying with it. William Wilberforce, he just would not give up. He stayed with it. Right. Forbearance. He, he suffered long and just, and people thought he was crazy and they would not hear him. You're insane, dude. You, you are crazy. But through love and forbearing and enduring and pleading the cause, more and more would start coming to his side until the whole thing shifted. Yeah. The whole parliament changed. And the slave trade, the 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 whatever was put in that began the demise and the end of the slave trade, right? It would take time. It would still take time. But the mechanisms were put in place to bring it to an end among the civilized societies. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. I guess we should, uh, let's see, tomorrow we will be at verse 16. We'll take up from there tomorrow. Thank you for being here with us, saints of God. Love you. And I will jump back on here and uh, try to read everything what you have said. Uh, thank you for commenting as well. And you guys that share, thank you for sharing it.
We love you guys very much and are glad to be with you. Let's say the Lord's Prayer and we'll jump off for this day. Hi, and don't forget that new song's out there. If you want to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Missing Mountain Soul became live today. So if you have Spotify or if you, I don't know where you listen to music, if you, wherever you listen to music, uh, YouTube, uh, you sh I haven't checked to see if you can, but it should be live on YouTube music as well. You should be able to type it into YouTube music. So uh, you can listen to it. Messianic Mountain Soul by the Nesbits. Uh, thank you. Uh, and let us know if you listen to it. Let us know what you think about it. We'd love your uh, input. Okay? All right. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. We'll jump off here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. Well, love you, saints. Thank you for your love of us. We will see you in the morning at 8 o'clock.